Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. I am Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you. And we're here kind of for take two. If you're listening to us in audio, it's your take one because everything else, you wouldn't know any different. But if you're watching live on YouTube, we were having some connectivity issues, but it wasn't on our end. It seems to be on YouTube's end. We decided to shut it down, boot it up again. Dave Schofield's with us. How are we any better? It is. I've had zero problems. It looks great here on the phone. People in the live chat chiming in saying sweet, much better. I'm doing well. Nice hat. And we'll move on. <laughs> okay, so this seems to be better. Brian Anthony Davis, I you can't recreate what you did earlier, and that's oh yeah, you can. Oh <laughs> yes, I can. I am doing great, Chef. You know why? Because it is a fabulous day on this date in history in 1983. Dallas was number one in the Nielsen ratings. Yes, Jr. and the gang were were being crazy and nutty and trying to kill each other all over oil. The number one song was uh, actually from another TV show, General Hospital. It was James Ingram and Patty Austin, and it was called Baby Come to Me. It's also a fantastic day, Jeff, because it's Rihanna's birthday, Charles mm-hmm. Barkley's birthday today, Sidney Poitier, yes. B-Rock, Brian Luttrell from your favorite band, the Backstreet mm-hmm. Boys. Yes. I want it that way, Jeff. Um, Kurt Cobain's <laughs> birthday, the late Kurt Cobain, Bobby Unser, another Patty, Patty Hearst, and Ivana Trump's birthday, as well as Cindy Crawford. But they all pale in comparison to the 37th birthday of one Jeffrey Myron Hartman. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jeff! Woo-hoo! Oh, you did Jefferson last time. That was oh, true. Oh, did. Jefferson, Jefferson Myron. I knew I screwed that <laughs> but um. And Lance is saying great songs, so that's awesome. And I would sing it for you, but I don't want to ruin your birthday. Um, happy birthday from all of us at BTSC. We love you, Jeff. Thank we love you. you so much. I'm gonna eat, I'm gonna binge some cake in your honor. It's not gonna be a tofu cake. It should be because that's what nice. you'd be eating right now. But happy birthday <laughs> and also greetings from your wife, because your wife messaged my wife to say, Hey, make sure that uh, they play up Jeff's birthday. And I'll, she's like, don't worry. Brian's got some grand crazy plan. And she's just laughing. So uh, you'll get some more later, but everybody in the live chat, our family here inundate Jeff B and G blitz at gmail.com. With birthday messages. It's it's on your every article you post. It's, yeah, it's not hard to it's find. True. It's not like that it's hard to true. find. I got an I got an email the other day that said that show sucked. That was it. And I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> was it one of mine? So you're telling me that you took the time to watch the whole episode and then write me the that, that show sucked. You're welcome. You know, my wife doesn't even watch the show. I go I go down to bed and she goes, "That show sucked," just because she knows someone is going to say it. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, it's funny because earlier we have a this is our production meeting every Thursday morning uh, via text message. Um, and Brian was listing all these birthdays. And the only one that I ever knew growing up was Cindy Crawford, that I shared a birthday with Cindy Crawford. I didn't know Kurt Cobain. I didn't know Rihanna. It was just Cindy Crawford. I thought she was smoking hot, but she still is smoking hot, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. I just saw a picture of the other day. Um, but yeah, so. It's me and Cindy, you know, just hanging out on our birthdays. Hot ones. Dave, <laughs> do you think Jeff thinks that he's hotter than Cindy Crawford? No, 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 no. 
Uh, oh, if Jeff thinks he's hotter, no, Jeff doesn't think he's hotter. You know why? <laughs> because Lee I know. Crawford, man. I mean, it's yes. Lee Crawford. She's <laughs> iconic. She's oh, iconic. Yes, she is. I didn't realize we were in 1996. Well, who, okay, who's the better 90s girl, Kathy Ireland or Cindy Crawford? Oh, I'm going Cindy Crawford. I See, love um, me some Kathy. My brother was my brother was a huge Kathy Ireland fan. Had posters and calendars, everything. Kathy All right. Ireland. Look at oh, Lance. Y'all need to kill too, Mark. What's what's happening next? Lance, and for those audio listeners, because honestly, I was listening to our show the other day, and he we bring up comments sometimes. And if you're listening on it, Lance Williams just said that he has a Cindy Crawford story. He also had a Dan Patrick story last show. He had a Tupac story a few weeks ago. I'm you have to tune in on Sunday for our Homer and Hater show, I guess, to hear the uh, Cindy Crawford. So, oh, that, that, that's here awesome. Lance <laughs> killed Cindy Crawford. <laughs> oh, come on. Hey, oh, my. Man, we're, we're starting the, the after party early because vodka drinker just came in with uh, Kelly LeBrock, which I think she trumps all. Big Kelly, Kelly LeBrock. LeBrock I, I didn't Kelly get to LeBrock. chime in on who was the better 90s girl. What do you, do you think? Two words: necessary roughness. So you go oh, with the Kathy Ireland, Ireland. Yeah, Kathy Ireland. Yeah, it's Cindy Crawford. Come on, it's Cindy Crawford. She's more man. iconic, but personally, yes. you knew I'm, her personally. No, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not Lance Williams. <laughs> I have a Cindy Crawford. <laughs> hey, he has more stories than I do because I thought I was too much of a name dropper. <laughs> Oh, not no. I mean, Lance recently, he's been on a roll. He's been on a roll. So, all right. Thank you all for the birthday greetings. Happy birthday messages. That's awesome. Um, 37 years, 37, another trip around the sun. Here we go. Let's do it. Let's talk some Steelers football. And we're going to focus today because the new league year is going to be coming up before we know it. March 18th starts the new league year. But let's be honest. With the new legal tampering period, which, Dave, what is that? Five days or is it three days? Three days prior to the new deals are done before then. Yeah. So <laughs> they, they allow a little bit of tampering um, and then teams take it way too far. So I always say that March is when free agency really begins and that's right around the corner. So we decided let's take a look at all the Pittsburgh Steelers free agents. That's exclusive rights. That's restricted. And that's unrestricted free agents. And let's give our predictions. We've already talked about who they are, but where do we think they're going to be? Are they going to be in Pittsburgh? Are they going to be somewhere else? What are the Steelers going to do? Dave, you have that list, correct? Yes, I have it broken up into the different types of free agents. So which type would you like to start with? Well, before we, we get unrestricted, started, restricted, and yeah. exclusive rights. Before we get started, just go ahead and lay out the fact that with predictions, if we say they're going to get a contract of some kind, we all understand, correct, Dave, that the CBA is the crux right now that has to get figured out. We're going to talk about that, but yes. explain it a little bit. What about why we need the CBA? Uh, just the CBA people? in general and why that matters when we're giving predictions. Because right now we are the Steelers are up against a salary cap. And normally the Steelers, even though they'd be in this situation, usually they would do some restructures or even extensions that would then save in the first year of that contract and save some cap money in that way. The Steelers are not able to do that with any significance this year because of the 30% rule that is in place for the final year of a collective bargaining agreement to keep teams from, uh, I guess, 
may really moving too much to then not have the next right. deal in place. So what the 30% rule is, is that a, a player salary cannot fluctuate up or down 30% from one year to the next, to the next, to the next during when it's structured, if it's d- structured at this time in this final year. Yeah. So that means they can't, they can't just take a player's, um, salary that they're supposed to have this year, slap it all into a signing bonus other than the minimum, which then spreads it out over the remainder of the contract. They can't do that. They can't reduce it that much. I mean, even even if the Steelers try to do that with Ben Roethlisberger, the most cap space they could save now would be right around $3.2 million, where if they didn't have the 30% rule, they could do all of that. And not that they really want to spread it out into the next year, but if they if they did, they could reduce it like $12 million this year. But then they'd be on the on the line for over forty million the following year for Roethlisberger, which wouldn't be a good idea. So, just to let everyone know, we're going to be making some assumptions with these predictions, okay? And and it did, I, we don't want people in the live chat if you're listening in audio driving to work and ah, we don't know about these long. We get it, all right? We get it. So let's go with the players that are most likely to stay on the team. Those are the exclusive rights free agents. Dave, start there. Okay. Exclusive rights, free agents, which means that this is set that they've got less than three years accrued seasons, their contract's going to end up. Um, if they get offered a one-year contract at the league minimum by the Steelers, the player has no negotiation ability. That's just what they're paid. There were four of them. One of them definitely signed a new deal. That was Tuzar Skipper. He signed a two-year deal. And that was announced. There was a report that Marcus Allen already signed his tender, but that hasn't been made official yet. The other two are Levon Hooks and J.C. Hasnauer, who was the who was the center who was called up the last game of the season. So those are the originally four, but really, supposedly, there's only two left. So, I mean, before we get into predictions, guys, I mean, the fact that Tuzar Skipper was given a two-year deal, I mean, that's that's a pretty big vote of confidence, right, Brian? Don't you think from the organization? Not only is that a big vote of confidence, that's saying that, hey, we're not going to uh, go crazy looking for uh, a replacement for Bud Dupree um, in free agency. So don't expect us to uh, go spending uh, a lot of money and a lot of time looking for uh, a, a huge name. Dave, you agree with that? Yeah, and exactly. That's what it means. And it's not even necessarily, honestly, I don't know that it means as much for the whole Bud Dupree as much as it does the the Anthony Chickalow. Anthony Chickalow. As as a reserve to say like, hey, we're going to keep you around in that reserve slash special teams role. And that's what I think that means as much as anything. Okay. Um, Out of those players, I... I think they're all going to be back in some way, shape, yeah. or form. So, I mean, because the Steelers have the would, rights to them. Because if you're going to be filling everything out anyway, it doesn't cost you any more to keep these guys as it would to be signing anybody else off, you know, that was on someone's practice squad last year. It, it costs you, it doesn't really cost you any more, just the minimum bump of your year experience, year's experience, and that's it. So, there's no reason to not keep them. Brian, do you see anyone that's not going to be back out of that group? Well, everybody, the whole world is wondering where J.C. Hassenauer is going next. Um, but I, I think you guys are right. I mean, all of them are pretty much going to be sticking around. 
JC Hasnauer became a little bit more important if you're if when we get to another one, another position, another player that's an unrestricted free agent in terms of depth, like Davis Thomas. Let's okay, restricted exclusive rights out of the way. Let's go to restricted yeah. free agents. Okay. Now these these were all the numbers I got from like over the cap and whatnot, was where it was listed there. Um, just so you know, when it comes to a restricted free agent, they can offer them a tender. So if you offer them a tender based on what round you were given a tender to depends on what your salary would be. Like if you offer a restricted free agent, a first round tender, they're going to get paid more. But if they go out and sign a different deal, that other team has to give you a first round pick in return. So it's, it's better if you lose them, but it's more expensive if you keep them. And the options are first round tenders, second round tenders, original round tenders, or just a, a flat up rights of first refusal, meaning that if they sign another deal, you get a chance to match it. So uh, just so you know, those expected tenders, first round are 4.667 millions projected. Second round is projected a little bit over 3 million. And original round is... Uh, a little over 2 million. So the question is not only would you keep them, what round would you tender them? And the, and the, the Steelers have supposedly five. My information could be off, but I'm pretty sure this is accurate. You have Matt Filer, Mike Hilton, Cameron Candidate, Jordan Dangerfield, and Zach Banner. Okay. Now before we get into these, correct me if I'm wrong. Last year, BJ Finney was a restricted free agent. Did they not put a second? round tender on him i think they did i think it was a second round that's what i, I know it wasn't first i just wasn't know if it was second because mm-hmm. i mean original tender he was undrafted but um yeah. okay yeah that's what i thought because that tells me how the steelers view players and the tenders they might give a restricted free agent so let's uh, pick pick one dave we'll go with one at a time okay one at a time we'll start at the top matt filer that's that's the okay. big question brian what are your yes, thoughts on and what round would you go we're, he, they're going to keep him, but what round, yeah. what, what kind of tender are you giving him, Brian? Well, that's tough. Um, I would probably say, I mean, how do they, I mean, what are the implications if you put, if they put a fourth round tender on him or a first round tender, do you have to pay? Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to pay him in that arena if, if nobody picks him up. I yeah. mean, I, I don't quite understand that. Okay. I'll, I'll maybe I didn't make that exactly clear, or maybe Seattle too has two losses. I'm not sure. No, no, that's not. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was no, no, I mean, no, no, no that's, that's not I'll it. Just give you our time. No, wait, wait, wait. Um, I, no, no, before you, before you go ahead, what I'm wondering, I, I heard you explain everything, but what back on the Steelers end? So if nobody offers him something and they say, okay, first round tender on this guy. They owe, the slotted, that, they owe him a slotted. They owe him a slotted salary. Him. Okay, that was that's not what yes. was clear. A, to me, so. a first round, a first round tender is four point six six seven million dollars for the season. That's okay. what they have to pay him if he signs it. If he goes out and finds another deal, and the Steelers don't, they would first of all they would then have a right to match that deal. If they do not match that deal, then the, and they lose the player, they would then receive a first round pick from that team, which I'm pretty sure that would then be the 2020 run 2021 draft. Cause I don't see how all this, it doesn't yeah, have to go down by the draft. You know what I mean? Right. But yeah. round it would have to be for the next league year because he's that important so, your team, especially so, what'd you say, Brian? The options. I said, put a second round tender. Cause he's that important to your team because you have a guy like Ramon Foster being gone. And this guy's versatile. He could play guard and tackle. 
Yeah, you've got first round, second round, or original round as your three options, and okay. he wasn't drafted. So, I think Brian's right. You got to go with the second round tender. I don't know that they go as much as the first. I think second would be a good place to go. I don't think he's a first round tender guy, but second round, absolutely. Give him the money, just like you did with Finney the year before. And if someone comes in and says, "Hey, we want to, we want Filer," and they're giving him an offer that you can't match, you take your second round pick in twenty twenty one, and you try to figure out a way to chooks a core for and Zach Banner, who's another restricted free agent and try to figure it out. So I think second round is good. I think we all agree there. So who's the next one, Dave? The next one is Mike Hilton. Hmm. He's, he's tough. He's yeah, been drafted also. Um, so if you, I mean, could you say fifth round on this guy since there, I mean, do you just make up no, a round? It's, it's he's not? first. It's first, second, or original. That's your three options. So since there's no original, you have to put a second on him. Yes, you would have to either put a second on him or or a right of first refusal. Right of first refusal. Yeah. On Mike, I'm going, Mike Hilton. Uh, I'm going to go with second round. I'm going to give her a second round tender because I think that slot cornerbacks are extremely valuable. And if someone wants to target him and try to bring him in, I want draft compensation for him. If I don't want to match that deal, I'm going to go second round tender. I know it's going to cost, but he played well last year. I, I was pleased with Mike Hilton last year. Dave, what do you think? Uh, I I think I'm going to lean that way. If they can find the space to offer it to both him and Filer, that's my biggest concern. I think Filer is more important than Hilton. Um, but that's what's that is tricky. I mean, if nothing else, you got to do a right of first refusal, but then you could really get into some. I mean, the the question is almost this: Do you do you think someone would sign him for more than three point three million per season? Because if that's the case, then you might as well put the second round tender on him. So, but I don't know. He's a tricky one. He that's the tricky one. I think I think you find a way to keep them both, and even if that is assuming that they're going to have the inflation in the salary cap, and maybe you use some of that newfound draft capital to to keep some of these guys. Who's the next one on the list? I want to see if there's anyone else the, I would give it. <laughs> next one, I think I know the easy answer for this one: long snapper Cameron Canaday. I'm not giving him anything. <laughs> We'll just draft another one in the sixth round. Colin Holbar, are you still available? That's the question. Um, Brian, thoughts on the long snapper? You know what? I mean, really? I mean, they can get a red snapper for this guy. You know, I mean, they can get fish for this guy. I mean, he's a dime a dozen. You can get long snappers, and he's not a long snapper like Greg Warren, where he's he's going to be there for fifteen years. Um, so, really, if you want to just do right of first refusal, and I mean, you'll probably refuse it because you can. There's there's guys out there that they could draft, or they can just pick up. They better not draft another freaking long snapper. Good lord, just pick one up <laughs> Brian, off the scrap heap. Brian, no, Brian nailed it perfectly. You do a, a, a right of first refusal because that basically lets them go. And if someone says they're going to sign him for the minimum, the Steelers can sign him for the minimum, you know, or they can, if someone's going to sign him for more than that, then you find another long snapper for the minimum. That's the way to go. I agree 100%. Next one, moving on. Next one. 
is Jordan Dangerfield. He's not. Brian, go ahead. <laughs> I'd rather have Rodney Dangerfield, actually. He's been dead <laughs> since 2005. Um, you know, no disrespect to Jordan Dangerfield. Um, really right of first refusal. I mean, there's so many guys that, that uh, you could replace him with. You could replace Dave? him with draft. Yeah, that's true. Go, Dave. 100% agree. He's not worth any other tender of a ventilator for refusal. You have to ask yourself the same thing with Canada. Is anyone really going to try to get this guy? With Hilton and with Filer, the answer was possibly. Someone might try to get this guy. Those two? No. Mm -hmm. No one's trying to get that guy. Go ahead, Dave. Next one. Next one is the... Last one, which is very interesting, and that is Zach the Hulk Banner. Original round tender. Which is was drafted. In, he was I'm in the fourth say, round. What is his original round? His original round is fourth. I think yeah. that's very wise. No. 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 You put two first round tenders on Zach Banner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Zach Banner. Now, actually, no, I, I do too. I do too. I'm I not love saying the I original don't. round tender. I uh, I really think that this guy is that's gonna give him going two million dollars. Yeah, he's probably gonna start for you. Mm, uh, I, I think he's two. better. I think he's better at left than at right. So that's why I think he's your swing tackle. But that's really me. okay. So let me ask you this question: the only reason Chooks, in my mind, got the start last year late in the season was because banner was already that that uh tight end eligible guy that kept on coming in and they had the packages for him that they weren't going to disrupt that i call bs on that i really do personally mm -hmm. i call bs on that excuse from tomlin because if he was that good at tackle I, it doesn't matter that you're an eligible tight end they would have found a way to make it work and he would have been in there but he um, was in a lot, jeff no i know he wasn't i'm not saying he wasn't i'm just saying that if you have a guy in the back that's a true swing tackle. It looked like Chooks Okorafor was more of a swing tackle than Zach Banner. Dave, you know more about the line okay. than I do. This is what I'm going to say. I believe that Zach Banner got the helmet every week because he could play that tight end. He could play left, which apparently Chooks was not nearly as good at left as he was at right. But Banner could be serviceable to fill out the rest of a game at right tackle. But if you go into the game knowing someone's going to start and the position was right tackle, it was Chooks Okorafor. If it would have been Big Al that was out, then it would have been Zach Banner. Guys, if you put Chooks Okorafor in a syringe, injected him in somebody's body, he could not block an artery. He started two games in his career, and he did very good both games he started. How are you uh, saying that about this guy already, Brian? You sound like every yins are down in Station Square right now. <laughs> he just had a good line he wanted to use. That's really, what it was. I don't know that he really feels that way about Jukes. He just no, wanted Tim to use it. that great line. <laughs> I've been found out. Did you write that down? Did you write that line down? No, I, I just invented it in my head while you guys were talking about something, and I was dreaming of Seattle with two losses. I don't know. Well, you all were talking about important stuff. All right. Um, Crazy Chris, I see your live super chat. We're going to get to that uh, towards the end of the show, just so you know. All right, uh, Dave, go ahead. No, it's not. the big ones, the unrestricted. Here we go. And there's a lot of them. Um, do we just want to say about as I read it out quick? 
Yeah, we can. You want me to read through them all? We're just doing one at a time. Okay. BJ Finney. Keep. He's gone. He's gone. They can't afford him, and they'll probably get a comp pick for him. Dave? I'm 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 kind of in between you guys. You want to keep him, but I don't think you can't afford him. It's right. he's a guy that That's I wouldn't it. I'd see them try to sign, but they're gonna lose him because they can't give him enough. Right. So and, and that they would get compensated for losing him. So yeah. it's not the end of the world. They've proven Depending that they can the still yeah. they've proven that they can find talent in the back ends or undrafted free agents in terms of offensive line. Look at Matt Filer, look at BJ Finney. Let him go. Who's next? Fred Johnson. Oh no, you can't. He's not here. Who? Uh, don't get, don't get me started on that. That's for the next show. Frank um, is his name. Frank. Yeah. Fred Johnson. <laughs> it's Fred. <laughs> uh, Artie Burns. Quarterback Artie Burns. The answer we could all say. Don't bye let bye. him hit you. <laughs> he yep. just signed a big time agent today too. Yeah. No, yeah. A couple of days ago, he signed with Rosenhaus. Like <laughs> it doesn't matter. He, you have to have someone that wants to sign you. And he, and he agent did means nothing unless you have someone that wants to sign you. And he signed with him like ten minutes after my article came out about Bud Dupree's um, getting moving on from his agent. So I couldn't include it in the article. But oh well. All right. Ryan Shazier. Oh. Yeah. This is a heart-to-heart conversation between the Roonies and and Ryan Shazier. Um, where do you want to be? Look, we have a room. We have room for you on the staff. If uh, you keep rehabbing and something happens that you feel you could play and you pass, we'll talk about a contract. But we can keep you around as a uh, as a coaching intern as something. Any other year, you keep them at the league minimum. With this year, if they sign a new CBA, I think they keep them at the league minimum. If they don't, I think I think you're going to have to have that conversation. That's I've spoken about this on multiple shows about how awful this conversation will have to be for everyone. Ryan Chazier, he he's either sticking to his guns and saying I I'm going to play again. I'm not a coach. I'm not a scout. I'm not an intern. I'm a player and I want to be treated like one or by the Steelers saying we can't afford to pay you like a player. Yeah. And so that's, it's tough. I, I, I um, they've, already, they've already said that they've already said that the contract doesn't toll. I yeah. Believe, that's didn't the thing. They? People were saying that and other places are reporting that it may, I'm going with what art Rooney, the second reported that they do not believe it will toll because it already told once, but that, that doesn't mean that that's the case. I mean, what does Art Rooney know compared to Steelers Depot? I mean, that's what, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I just had to say that. Yeah. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw troll and steal it, looked like troll and Steelers Depot in the same sentence. I was like, well, that makes sense. But then I said, toll. I was like, Oh, never mind. <laughs> If something happens that you're able to play, we just can't keep you. I mean, fiscally, but if you're able to play, we will bring you back right away. If you clear. Yeah. I mean, they can, but he could technically go anywhere he wanted. If well, and, and, and again, the CBA could, it could, could explain a lot of this stuff. And yep. so oh, this is a lot of gray matter at this yep. point in time. I think mm-hmm. that I think there's no way they they would put Ryan Chazier out. League minimum, league minimum is what you have to do. Is what you have to do. You keep Ryan Chazier. Period. Okay. 
Here's here's the biggie. Alvin Bud Dupree. Uh, there's. Uh, do you want to know what I really want, or do you want to know what I think? That's the question. If you want to know what I think, I think they're going to franchise tag him. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to work out a long-term deal outside of the CBA. I don't think the numbers are going to match up with what the Steelers can afford. And, yeah, that means that they're going to have to clear a lot of space. But I think we'll be back. But my heart's telling me they should let him walk. That's just me. Brian, what about you? My heart wants to keep the guy. But – I, you know, I don't see him sticking around. The only way I see him sticking around is like you said, with a franchise tag. Um, if they feel that they can move the money around to franchise tag him and he's that important, then there you go. Um, you don't want to see Anthony Ciccolo in that role. So that's, uh, that's a big thing. So at this point, I think they're going to franchise tag him for one year and, but no more than that. Dave thoughts. As much as you don't have an answer if he's not around, I think, especially if there's no new CBA, he's got a role. You got to let him go. Um, you could try to sign him back, you know, now if they thought that they could. I, no joke, the Steelers are waiting to know about the CBA. You're going to maybe see a lot of stuff um, happen two weeks from now when they know exactly what they're up against. So I don't think they can. And as I said in an article about how Steelers fans have come too much, what have you done for me lately, that they want to turn on Juju after one year. They want to turn on Connor after one year, although he's always been injured. They want to turn on Ben because he didn't play this past year. They want to turn on Tewitt because he missed 10 games this year. They also want to slobber over Bud Dupree when he only had one decent year out of five. I don't want them to overpay for Dupree based on one year's one year production. I would like to see more. That's why the franchise tag would be great, but without a new CBA, you can't do it. Oh, this is a, the, the Steelers are in a tough it's, spot right now. Yeah. They're in a really, really tough spot. And it's, it's, there's no clear cut answer. You know, some people, Hey, keep them, get rid of It's just not that easy. It's just not that easy. And so I, I don't think they let 11 was 11 and a half that he had last year. Total sacks, Bud Dupree. Yes, I thought Brian. Yeah, I was gonna say Brian. You answer that. <laughs> okay, they're not. I don't think they let that walk out the door. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. What do we have next, Dave? Uh, next one should be an easy one. The one, the person nobody's talking about, Sean Davis. I still think that he's gonna he's gonna get more on the open market than the Steelers want to or could afford it to get. I don't think he wants to come back. He comes back, it's gonna be as a backup. Yeah. he's not going to want that. The only way that he stays in Pittsburgh, in my opinion, is if he goes and does his rounds and no one signs him. I, I, I think it's, I think it's a little bit different than that. I think he goes out and he actually does get signed and he doesn't stick around. And he's a guy that after bouncing to a team and not lasting the whole season could be back with the Steelers mid season or for next year. What are you, Brian? What do you think? John Davis? I think he's gone. I think uh, I think he's worth more signing with another team, and you hope he sticks. Mm -hmm. So you get that comp pick. I don't know that he'll sign enough to qualify for a big enough contract. That's going to be the key. Oh, Jay Fort did. Yeah, that big. It's got to be at least a million and a half for a season, and I don't know if he'll get that. 
So well, this is a guy that started every year of his yeah. NFL career until last until this past season when he got hurt. Yeah, but I you mean, also saw what happened. Teams are also going to notice what happened when he got replaced and how the Steelers were a different defense. There's a whole bet against him. That's true. Um, I mean, he played at Maryland. I'm pulling for him, but yeah. Hey, here's the thing. When the if these guys sign somewhere else, pray for big deals because you want that comp pick, you know. You want that fourth, fifth, sixth round pick. So yeah, you want that comp pick. I think he's gone though. Dave, go ahead. Yes. Um, Javon Hargrave. Same with Finney. Exactly. Although we didn't get to Finney yet. I mean, we, yeah, we, did. we did Finney first. <laughs> but they can't they can't afford him. They would like to keep him. I guarantee they would say we'd love to keep you, but they, they can't sign everyone there. He's gonna walk. And it actually absolutely crushed me when I saw Pro Football Focus predicted him to go to the Baltimore to the Ravens. Ravens. Oh my gosh, that would be Man. awful. Brian, thoughts? You know what? I have no problem with them letting him walk because you you have to make a decision with these big names like the Bud Dupree with a Jay Wobble. The thing is you're you have a guy like Isaiah Bugs who is not Javon Hargrave, but you could groom him into that position. And the nose tackle position is not what it used to be. They're now looking at defensive tackles, so they're probably going to draft a defensive tackle to put in there. But you have Isaiah Bugs right now. I'd love to keep him, but I just don't see any way possible that you can. I could Indeed. see him going to a four three to where he plays more defensive tackle more more often, but uh I they they've already paid too much at that position. And he, even if they do want to sign him, he would be their third best defensive lineman. So it's kind of hard to pay your third best defensive lineman that much money if he's not going to be on the field as much. So for that reason, he's going to go. Best of luck to him. Great player. Great human being. Go get an enormous contract and give the Steelers a great comp pick. I agree. Is that it? No, oh, no. We got three more. Oh, wow. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, we'll, we'll, we, we can do these quick. Nick Vanette. Okay. I think I think they'd like to have him back, but they're probably going to let him test the waters. At this point, if you're keeping Dupree, you can't make any aggressive moves at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until That's they, why I until said they... you don't keep Dupree. So. No, I don't. No, I, like I said, my heart yeah. tells me that they shouldn't, but my head tells me that they will. Um, I think that he, I think he gets a chance to look around and he's probably gone. Brian. Yeah. I actually think he's signable. So I think they okay. keep him. I would be happy think, if they keep Vinette, but I just don't think they yeah. do. I think if they keep him, they got to keep him before March 16th. Before, okay. before the actual start of gotcha. the agency. So let's see. Um, these last two might be kind of easy. LT Walton. See ya. Don't they let him go last way. year. Yeah. They let him go last year. They only brought him back because of the injury. So I agree. And then last but not least, Dirty Red, Tyler Medikavich. See ya. Ulysses Gilbert nope. Ulysses Gilbert the third. See ya. Yes. Like they they have him yeah. now, in my opinion. Unless mm -hmm. his back is a con continuing issue. You don't need Tyler Matakevich on your they team. They can draft that guy in the seventh round mm -hmm. if they wanted to. I'll be honest with you. If he goes out and no one signs him and he's willing to come for the minimum, you could keep him. But I I don't see the Steelers going out of their way to do anything. Yeah, it's nah. a business. No, yeah. let him go. See you. Bye-bye. Yep. And that's it. That's everybody. 
That's it. I do want to make a quick disclaimer. I really don't want emails from Steelers Depot. Okay. We all have <laughs> Depot stories. And I saw some people in the live chat say, Oh, did you hear Jeff firing shot? Look, no, I, I really don't care what they do. It's just funny because you know, it, they're always there. We do things different. We'll put it that way. We do our thing. They do their thing. That's it. I just don't want to get a bunch of emails and Twitter notifications and have the guys that run our social media say, um, did you say something to piss off Steelers Depot? They can do their thing. They're fine. We'll do our thing. They'll do that thing. We'll put it that way. Okay. So we'll just leave it at that. Couldn't resist. Sorry. <laughs> going down the, I, hey, quick, uh, you're going down the Brian road without having to apologize every third show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quick sidebar. Hey, here's a quick sidebar for those that don't know this. David Schofield almost was a part of Steelers Depot before meeting me and bringing being brought on the behind the steel curtain. Is that right, Dave? Yeah, I just they were at the time they were looking for someone to to write some insightful stuff. And I put my name out there and they asked for for some samples. But uh, before I anything else, I had already decided to then I met Jeff and things worked out the way they should work out. So if Depot signs, Dave. How much of a compact do you think we get? Oh, I don't know. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Jeff, where are you tendering Dave? <laughs> he gets a second round tender. He gets a second round tender. We'll put it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Jeff saved your life. <laughs> That's, okay. I just, so here we go. So um, Steelers, the injured said Steelers website's beefing. And so it's true. What a joke. We're really not. Like I, no. I have no idea. I've never we, we really been there. I haven't been to their site in over like two years, if that. Yeah. Um, they can do their no. thing. There's no, there's no beef. There really is no yeah. beef. It's just everyone has a depot story. It's different for everyone, and that's it. So there we go. Um, oh, thanks, Snowman. Snowman. Six, oh wow, man, he's tendering you with a original round tender. I guess just the sixth rounder. <laughs> round. So okay, I, I thought uh, I went undrafted. <laughs> there is some news to talk about the CBA just before we went on the air about a couple hours prior to. Uh, and this is being recorded on Thursday, for those that didn't know. The owners passed the proposal for the new collective bargaining agreement. So now the owner said, we agree to all these terms. NFLPA, Players Association, it is it's in your hands. Okay? It's in your hands. So now the players have to look at it. Now, it's, to me, and Dave, I'll throw it to you in a second and fill in any holes that I missed. To me, it's important to note that not all owners voted for this collective bargaining agreement. Am I correct in reading that, Dave? That was the report by Adam Schefter. He did not have any, any names of any teams that did not vote for it. To me, some people were like, oh, well, that meant it was a bad deal. To me, that tells me that there might be some uh, an owner or two, because it, it took three quarters of them to pass it, that there might be a, a couple owners that thinks they're giving the players too much. And if an, if a couple of the owners thinks they're giving the players too much, then that might be something that the players might find to be acceptable. That's true. So Brian, last time we went through, this was nine years ago. And finally the owners put together a proposal that 31 of 32 NFL teams voted yes for. And we all know the Pittsburgh Steelers at the time, I believe it was Ryan Clark was the team rep. It was either Ryan Clark or Charlie Batch. I can't Charlie remember. Batch. Okay. But the Steelers were the only ones that said, no, we don't like this deal. They didn't like too much power for Goodell. And that's something James Harrison openly stated multiple times. Brian, you think the players, we don't know what the details are of this. I mean, we know a couple things like the playoff format, 17 game schedule, 
reduced in preseason games, different rules for things like contact in uh, practices and consecutive practices and pads. Brian, what's it going to take for these guys to, to jump on board? Well, they're giving them a lot right now, and I'm going to put up this sign, X, because this is all because of Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. The XFL, in my mind, is making this go a whole lot quicker because the threat of another league out there and where they would be willing to pounce if there was a lockout, one of the last things they want now with, with a, I don't want to say a credible threat, but with a threat out there is to... Uh, to uh, lock their players out and risk some defections. Now I could be completely wrong on that, but I really think that uh, this is why they're willing to uh, work with them so much quicker because, you know, they've never had a problem locking out players, going on strike saying, we will hold our ground against you this time. They're not. So the players are in a position to actually ask for more if they want. Go ahead, Dave. You know more of it. You know more about this than than we do. So go ahead and spill the beans. Yeah, I really don't know how the players feel about it now. See, because remember we said that where they said well, the Steelers were the only team that didn't vote for it. It it's not a team vote. It is an individual vote. It takes two thirds of the team reps to say we want to bring it to the players, and it takes just a simple majority of the players. So I don't know how the Steelers did that as individuals. If they all voted it down and every other team, everybody voted for it. I'm not sure, but, but that's, what's going on there. Now, the other report is that the owners are saying, this is what we've come to this. You, cause they've, it's not like this is the first time they've been going back and forth about what they want. People are thinking like, Oh, well, this was the first one and it's take your leave. No, they've been, they've been working on this for a long time. This is the first one that they've actually said, let's present something. So they present something. Um, the players, the, the report was the players are having a conference. The reps are having a conference call tomorrow to see if they'll take it to a vote for the players more than likely. If they, if the reps say yes, then the players will say yes, but there's, I mean, they're, they're raising the, the, the league minimums. That's a big deal for the majority of the league that they're raising the league minimums. Now I saw a tweet. I actually responded to it. Um, I didn't hear back from him. Um, what's the name of the, 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 the guy from green Bay, the lineman, I can't say his name, but Bugatti, something like that. Oh, but Kari, Kari. he, he said something about, well, we're talking about 48% for, for the players and 52 for the owners, but there's 1700 players and only 32 owners. Actually said 31 owners. He's like, boy, that doesn't seem fair, but you got to remember those owners are also employing over 3,500 people per team on average. So, when you look at it that way, it's not like all the money's going back to the owner's pockets. They, they've, I mean, coach's salary comes out of the stuff the owners gets. Uh, you know, even the guy that works at the at, in the concession stand, that's all coming from there. So, I mean, unless there's a stadium lease agreement, uh, don't quote me on that one. Um, so you got to remember that don't just always think, well, the owners are being greedy because there's a lot of expense that goes into what the owners are getting as well. So it's. You can kind of swing it either way you want, whether well, you think it's one Todd's getting too much or not. Can I say something about this for a second? I, I can't stand it. You know, I heard someone was talking about Bud Dupree and his position and what he's going to be looking at. And they said, you know, it becomes a business. It becomes a business decision. You know, you're right. It becomes a business decision. And so we all work. Well, Dave, you used to. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but Brian, 
you have you have an upline boss and you have a boss that's above them and you have a, the, the very top. And I'm the same way as a teacher. It, it all goes up to the superintendent. It's it's business. This is a business. So you have owners that own the business and then you have employees. So whatever the guy's name is from Green Bay, you want to treat it like a business. You have to understand it's a business and you're not going to have 1700 owners. I know that there's the Green Bay Packers and they're a cell phone, blah, 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 all that stupid crap. Other than them, every other team, it's one person or a group of select group of individuals. And then there's employees underneath that's called business. So please NFL players, if you want to say that when you're holding out for more money, cause it's a business, don't get mad at the owners because it's a business. Like I, I don't get the double standard. I can't stand it. It drives me up. It drives me up a wall. Just want to get that out there. <laughs> Sorry, Brian, you can say whatever you want. I, you said it best. Because just think, if if you take more money from the owners, what are they going to cut? They're going to cut other employees. They're not going to cut what they're, you know, what they're hoping to get out of their investment. So, I, I honestly, from everything I've heard about it, and it's all rumors and speculation. We don't know anything for sure. It sounds like a pretty fair deal that they're giving a larger revenue to the players. They're upping the minimum salaries. They're giving a lot of concessions to try to get this seventeenth game within the next four seasons. Now, the one thing that could just make the players mad, although I don't know why, um, because the players were in favor of this at one point, except now that it's a negotiating thing. The owners believe that they can expand the playoffs without a new CBA, that that's going to happen next year, whether there's a new CBA or not, that that's mm. not one of those things. <clears throat> that well, that you know, came out yeah. earlier this evening. Well, you know, we were going to do the position preview for the wide receivers. I'm making an executive decision. We're going to bump that to next week because I want to talk about this. So, guys, the playoff issue that they're talking that he's referring to is that they're expanding to 14 total teams seven on each side only one team getting a buy brian thoughts on that report i love it and why should the players why should this bother the players really more of them get paid. what's that more of them would get paid because you more get, paid, get extra paid in the playoffs more of them get a chance yeah. for that ring and also only one team loses a buy and mm-hmm. that's it they don't lose anything. They, I mean, these players play every week for that extra couple of games. That's what they're doing. They're trying to make the postseason. So they're not losing anything on this. So I don't think this is really an issue uh, for the players whatsoever to complain about uh, two extra teams getting in because the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2013 would have done some damage from that, from that number seven spot. And they would have been in this year. They would have had that number seven spot. I believe they would have done no damage whatsoever. And I'm still thankful it wasn't there this year because then we wouldn't have the Tennessee Titans beating everybody up. And we might see the Ravens being Super Bowl champion right now. So I, I do not, I don't, I don't believe that for a second. I think if the Steelers get in and play and and play the Chiefs, even if they lose that game, I, I'm tired of people on Twitter saying, oh, it would have been Hodges versus Mahomes. How terrible would that have been? The Steelers were better off now. No, they're not better off because guess what? Those guys and that young defense would have got a would have got playoff experience. Now, if you're talking about how it would have changed the shape of the playoffs, I still think the Chiefs would have won. They would have hosted the next week. I don't think that would have had anything to do with the Ravens getting knocked off. I, it would have been just the same. Mm, I, I, I agree to disagree. Well, I mean, how how, did, how does that change anything? How, it, how would the Chiefs playing the first weekend, how would that have changed anything? Well, because then Pittsburgh 
ends up playing Kansas City the first yeah. week. And then the it's just a different thing. Then Tennessee is playing. Well, Tennessee's still playing New England, right? Yeah, everything else is the same. Okay. Yeah. I, I still think it changes a lot of things. I I still think it <laughs> it gets look, you could you could take one guy from the 1993 draft in the first round and switch them. And that is going to change everything. It's going to screw up the space time yeah. continuum for everything. You know, everybody if, talks if anything, about if the Steelers would have got gotten Marino, how many they would have won. Uh -huh. That's fine. Yeah. You don't have Ben Roethlisberger now and you don't have the last two Super Bowl wins. Awesome. Yeah. Now, the, the only way it changes anything is if the Steelers upset the Chiefs. That would have changed everything. But other than that, then all the matchups the second weekend would have been the same thing. If it would have hurt anybody, it would have hurt the Chiefs by having to play a game, another game. Um, if that, you know, maybe they don't come back against the Texans. But I didn't. Uh, when it comes to the Ravens, I still thought I still think the. I'm always going to say no matter what, the Titans still would have stomped the Ravens no matter what. Agree to disagree. I'm probably wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not afraid to say that. But you, you know, it's I okay. think it just, it just changes things around. Jeff, you, you you look like you're ready to say nothing. Seattle has Seattle has two <laughs> losses. Seattle has two losses. So yeah, we'll we'll talk about this. And I wanted to bring up something um, else in the can, uh, after party. Say, Go ahead. Can I say one last thing about the playoffs? Because Wes mentioned it earlier in the live chat that mm -hmm. he said, if you're going to expand it, why don't you go to eight? Because you don't have enough time like to that. fit all to, to fit eight games that first weekend. They believe it or not two years ago kind of brought this whole idea into play of of if they could expand and play two more games a wild card weekend when the Steelers Chiefs game had to be moved to Sunday night because of weather and would they're like oh well how would a Sunday night game be for the playoffs with there being a workday next what next day and it was just as good okay Trivia time, trivia time. Get out your dunce cap, Jeff, because it's trivia time. All right, Dave, what do you have for us? Because I have some stuff, Brian. You have some stuff too, right? I do. All right, Dave, you get to go Okay, Mine, honor, mine's, mine's easy. Mine's so easy. You guys are going to be like, why would you even waste your time? Okay, we can't. I was looking at the Steelers Steeler salary cap situation because that's what's going on right now. And you can't really look at the numbers by position for 2020 because they're 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 not done moving things around. But if you look at the numbers by position from 2019 this past year, you can figure out some stuff. You know, the Steelers were almost an even split between offense and defense. Now, the three specialists, we threw them out the door. We don't care about punter, kicker, and long snapper. But if you're looking at just everything else, what position? did the Steelers spend the least amount of money on per player at that position? Wide receiver. Mm, I'm going to go linebacker. I thought this was a much easier question than this. You Shut up, um, shut up, Dave. All right. No, I was going to say, just so you know, linebacker was grouped into, grouped into one. They didn't specify between inside and outside. The answer is... As X says in the live chat, it was, and Wes and some other people, it was running back. back. It was running back. Because the only running back they had last year that made over a million dollars was Roosevelt Knicks. 
Oh, Vince, I mean, see, Vince, Vince Williams screws up linebacker. Mm-hmm. I forgot about yeah, him. Vince Williams and screws up linebacker. And now, but Brian was very close because my follow question was going to be, what's the only other position that averaged less than a million dollars per player at that position? And it was wide receiver. It was wide receiver and running back because they're so young at both places yep. were the two places. When I say... <clears throat> You know, I just took the total salary divided by how many they had. Like quarterback, you had no money, no money, and Ben Roethlisberger. So, uh, uh, what what about the defense? Which one of the defense do you think they spent the least amount on? Probably safety. I was just going to say safety. It is safety because of those rookie deals. Safety yeah. by far. Because Minka's on the rookie deal. Minka's on the rookie deal. Um, nobody was not on a rookie deal. In, in the Steelers uh, as safety. So it was definitely, definitely that. So just some interesting numbers I threw out there. Okay, Brian, go ahead. All right. As we talked about at the beginning of the show, it is Jeff Hartman's birthday. So this is... Did my wife give you trivia? Jeffrey. <laughs> well, I asked her to. Jeff Purdy. So this is Jeff Purdy. So I, I don't have your wife. <laughs> information <laughs> just stuff that i know about you we're only going to do oh, one here geez, i've got five questions here 200 to 1000 we'll do the rest on the after party so let me tease you with okay. one unless you let me do them all here but this gives everybody incentive to come to the after party these are good questions i'll give you the 600 question although a wise man jeff matriculated at this institution <laughs> well but you mean college what? What is Shepherd University? Good <laughs> job, man. The answer is lacrosse. <laughs> is, Jeff, is that correct? What is that? What did you is, say? Is his answer correct? What did you say, Dave? I wasn't paying attention. Uh, uh, the right answer. Uh, well, what, what did you Shepherd say? University? No, it's very it has to be specific. It's what's on my said, diploma because I came in one and left on the other. Oh, did you? That's what she said. So, oh, no, I yeah, That's why I said, what is Shepherd <laughs> University? You're right. I've said it four times. Listen, Jeff, Seattle has two losses. And also, yeah, Je- you like my Jeopardy style I, I was, question, although a wise I man. I do like that. Shepherd? I didn't yeah, realize I that it like was that. college when you started, and then it was university. I, I was I enrolled in Shepherd College and graduated from Shepherd University. And and in case Brian didn't know this, um, I, I knew that information because my sister is employed there, and I've... And yeah, I didn't know it was a sister. Lived. I always saw her on campus. There was a family yeah. that lived on the dorms. I'm like, who the hell is yeah. it? It's Dave's family. <laughs> Seriously, my 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 two nieces <laughs> live. They've they've lived. They lived on campus. They're growing up in an apartment on campus because of my oh, sister's job. I need some Jeff Hartman stories. Hartmania was running <laughs> wild. Back in the, uh, e- yeah, um, I don't know about all that. We'll we'll leave that. Yeah, save that for the after party. So if you like <laughs> the after party. <laughs> Jeff Purdy, there's going to be more on the after party. Yeah, so let's. I, I'm going to hold my uh, trivia for next week because it's all wide receiver related. And since we bump that to the next show, I'm going to hold my trivia. So we'll, we'll go. So yes, if you want more Jeffrey, and if you want to hear us talk about the best and worst free agent acquisitions and departures in Steelers history, that's what we're going to be starting the show off with. Check it out in about five minutes, maybe even less than that, on the after party. We'll see you in a bit.